The Art of Beekeeping, Episode 3. Located in FEMA region number six, where our ESG score exceeds all legal limits and the new normal looks suspiciously like the old normal. That one's for you, Klaus. All right, today's show is about getting over the initial fear of getting stung. This is obviously something geared towards new beekeepers or potential new beekeepers. I was going to do sort of a quick overview of honeybee biology. Uh, I think, well, without naming why, uh, I'll just say I've, I've kind of put it on the back burner. So I think I'm going to do that next, try to do it next weekend. Um, but anyway, that's, that's what's coming. Bee biology, reproduction, um, you know, caste system, all that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, I should say if anybody wants to contact me regarding any of this, I am putting together a website to go with this. There's nothing there yet. There's a website, but there's nothing on it yet. At, uh, it's called Art of Beekeeping, or the address is artofbeekeeping.com. Not the art, but artofbeekeeping.com. And you can contact me there. Uh, I believe it was chad at artofbeekeeping.com. That will link up to a central email and I'll... Uh, if you got anything to say, uh, you, can, you can say it there. Hopefully I can get that thing going pretty soon. I just haven't had too much time to work on it. And maybe I can get some show notes and stuff like that over there. Um, I'm still trying to work out the kinks of all this podcasting stuff. But um, I'll get there. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I work on this stuff. Uh, I do have a day job, so I, I tend to work on it in the evenings or on the weekend and you know how it is. There's always something going on. But all right, so let's um, get get to our subject here. And like last time, I made a list of things uh, to keep me on track. And these are just things that sort of come to me, or things that you know seem like worth mentioning, I guess, to somebody as as they get started with this, because I know for some people, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, I think people may be closer to my age, but not always. Uh, we grew up getting stung, or at least those of us who grew up in the country did. And I've probably been stung by about everything you can imagine. And it was just part of childhood. We step on bees all the time. So I'm not saying I like it. It's not fun. You know, it still hurts. People always ask you like, does it hurt? You know, and they ask, it's always a question of like, do you get stung? I'm like, yeah. And, uh, and then the next question is like, do, do you just not feel it anymore or something like that? And no, I, I feel it. It still hurts. Um, it's just that, um, uh, you know, I kind of look at getting stung if you're a, a beekeeper is like getting splinters. If you're a carpenter, it's going to happen. And you just, you get used to it. It's not that you like it or anything. It doesn't mean that it necessarily hurts less. 
but you know, like anything else, you just learn to deal with it. And I think everybody should kind of, I don't know how else to put it, but learn to deal with it because it's going to happen. You're not going to avoid getting stung. You will get stung at some point. If you're that fearful of getting stung, um, then maybe it's not for you. But I don't think it's quite as bad as a lot of people imagine. And uh, I've heard people say things like, oh, I'm, I'm allergic to bees because I, you know, I swell up or something like that or turns red when I get stung. Uh, that's, that's just, that happens to everybody. That's not being allergic. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's diff there's differing degrees to how bad somebody reacts, but just about everybody has some kind of reaction like that. <clears throat> and it can change over time. It, it can actually get better. It can get worse. And it's not, I don't think it's as predictable as people like to pretend it is. Um, but it's, you know, if you're allergic, if you like, and you, you know, when you're allergic, it's, um, it's a different deal altogether. And of course, if you're that type of, if you're that person that is truly allergic, in other words, your throat starts to swell shut and all that, then yes, it's, it's either not for you or you need to go through certain precautions to really, um, get that under control, you know, desensitization or something like that, but don't do that alone work with a work with somebody on it but so this is just for the people that just you know are just scared of getting stung or maybe it's um stopping them from really jumping in and doing it um i you know one of the things well i'll get to it i'll just get started i i encourage people not to avoid it to such an extent that you miss out on some of the things that could uh, help you become a better beekeeper, such as I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so no, I was going to say advocate. I don't know if that's the right word. I'm not, you know, just so everybody knows, I'm not a warrior for, for any particular cause. Um, you know, beekeepers sometimes tend to get, uh, they can be very opinionated and everybody's got an opinion when it comes to beekeeping. You know, the, the, the old, the saying that everybody likes to say is that ask, a, ask 10 different beekeepers and get 11 or 12 different opinions. And it can be true. I don't spend a lot of time on, um, forums or anything like that. Um, so I don't really know always what's going on, but when I first started, I, I did just to learn things. And it's obviously true that the, there are a lot of opinions and uh, people can get very worked up about this or that method or way of beekeeping or something like that. I don't care. I, I'm not here to advocate for any particular method or type of hive or um, any particular cause or anything like that. Other than, you know, I think... I think keeping pesticides under control and not going overboard with them was a good idea for sure. But I'm not here to, you know, browbeat anybody over that stuff. I'm just, this is just, I tell you what I think and what I do. And here are some ways that other people do things, but I don't care. You know, I'm very much of the 
live and let live school of thought. What you do is your business. But, um, uh, so anyway, I, I think it's, it's good to, uh, oh, I, I forgot what I was trying to say there. So, you know, I think I was going to say is I'm, I'm an advocate for losing the gloves and getting in there with your bare hands. Um, it's a better experience. I think you'll become a better beekeeper if you do that. And you'll just, it makes everything better. And uh, maybe I'll get to that towards the end here. But anyway, okay, so let's, let's get started with the list. Um, number one, move slow. So don't, don't be uh, jerky, you know, with your motions when you're inspecting the hive or anything like that. When you're actually in there pulling frames out and all that, just go at it slow. Um, just kind of be slow and meticulous with it and don't get too freaked out about it. It's hard to do that 100% and that's okay. Uh, it's just that the more sort of fast jerky motions you make, it increases the likelihood that you could get stung. But again, it's not the end of the world. This is just saying that that's one of the things. And if you get stung, uh, I know it's hard, but don't run and don't flail about because bees communicate. And if one of them seems ticked off and they sting you and you start doing that, you're going to get there. There's more coming, even even if you don't do that sometimes. But if you do that, it'll make it worse. Uh, if you are getting stung, try to walk away uh, slowly to like a shaded area or something like that. Or maybe maybe if you're there with a truck or something like that, get in. But uh, you'll make it worse by running around. I've heard it described that you should move like you're doing Tai Chi. And that's kind of true. That's probably a little bit of an exaggeration. But uh, just, you know, kind of be purposeful and slow in your actions. And you'll figure it out. Uh, number two, avoid loud noises slash vibrations. Okay. This one is another one you could go overboard on. Um, I'm talking about really loud noises, like things that have, you can like feel the vibration yourself. Now we all know that sounds are vibrations, but bees can be a little more sensitive to this. Uh, but it's 10, my, in my experience, it's the things that are really loud that does this. Um, they've got these collection of sensory cells on their, uh, their, their, I think it's their second segment on their antennae. They're called Johnston's organ. That's not Johnson's organ. <laughs> That's, that would be redundant, but it's called Johnston's organ. And, um, uh, these sense vibrations. Uh, so they pick up sound waves and they, they use these for, to communicate when they're doing the dances and the wing vibrations and all that. That little second segment is called a, uh, pedestal. And that's where these organs are located. And again, they're just, they're sensory cells and it's what they're designed to do. They've also got, um, these other organs on their legs called subgenual organs and they pick up vibrations as well. And I'm sure they're very sensitive. I think they got to be. And by the way, I think the uh, Johnson's organ also picks up uh, electric fields. So pretty, pretty cool stuff. But 
Um, things that really set them off are lawnmowers, uh, you know, weed whackers, stuff like that. And you, um, you know, you can, if, if, if you're somebody who's going, I never had a problem. I get by with it fine. You can, uh, but eventually you're, you, I think you're going to run into trouble if you get too close. Um, believe me, I've done this and they can be, you can be mowing really close to them for a long time, even in front of the hive or something like that. And it's, it's fine, but you got to pay attention to when you're doing it. A lot of times when it's just fine and they're not reacting, well, it's a nice sunny day. It's in the middle of a honey flow. They're busy. And so they're, yeah, they're a lot less likely to get angry then. But, um, Occasionally they'll hit you and I've been hit many times and I'll tell you there's this one time I wasn't even mowing in front of the hives. I wasn't even that close, but for whatever reason now I had a, this is a lawnmower. It was a pretty loud one. And, um, I don't know if I got in their, their B line or what, but they hit me, you know, I had shorts on and they hit me in the legs a few times. Okay. That's, I've had that. No big deal. Well, one went, right into my ear like like in my ear like way down it um and he was angry she i should say she was very angry she was very loud she was in my ear canal i could uh she she would only go forward she wouldn't back up at all and uh you know that um that that was not a a good day i did not enjoy that one bit i uh uh, you know, shut the lawnmower down. I don't even think I shut it down, but I stopped it and uh, put it in park, I guess, and ran up under the house. We, you know, we live in a, we have a uh, elevated house. I, I'm in Louisiana, so, you know, you've seen the elevated houses, so it's kind of like a garage or something. Run up under there, and I'm looking around for, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm panicking, right? Because this thing just can't, this bee just is going you know, full throttle down my ear canal will not go, will not back up. seems like it's going farther down. So I'm, I'm a little panicked at this point and, um, uh, very unpleasant. And I'm looking around trying to figure out how I'm going to get this bee out of my ear. This is all like within seconds probably. And you know how they say time slows down when you're in a traumatic situation. Well, this is one of those. <laughs> You know, I see things like screwdrivers and stuff like that laying around. And about the time it flashes through my head that I could, maybe I could get to be out with a screwdriver at the same time. I get the same flash of a headline and man, you know, stabbed himself in the brain with a screwdriver. So I was like, no, can't do that. And I calm my, I don't know if I just calm myself down, but, um, I, I went into the house going to the bathroom trying to find tweezers or something and uh, I eventually get it out. I don't remember exactly how, like I said, the whole thing was a, a flash, but um, by that time my ear is numb because I was banging on my ear so much, uh, just trying to jar the thing loose. I wasn't even, I couldn't even tell if I got stung or not, but anyway, it was a traumatic situation situation and it was a bad day and uh, I'd rather not do it again. So, I guess my advice is if you 
think you're going to get stung if you're mowing anywhere near hives, throw on a veil. Um, getting stung is one thing, getting a bee down your ear is quite another. And of course, if, if you really want to avoid it, you could always wear a suit or wear a jacket or whatever. Maybe wear pants because I tend to wear shorts and I do get stung. But, um, you know, I listen to podcasts or music a lot of times when I'm out working hives. I got a speaker that goes, you know, a wireless speaker for my phone. And I've never had a problem with it. I listen to it pretty loud sometimes. It's just things like lawnmowers or something like that that's really loud. I think that sets them off. Anything that's got a really strong vibration. And I would also advise anybody, if you're just starting out, maybe just avoid noises altogether anyway. Like don't, maybe don't turn on the radio or listen to a podcast while you're doing it because you're not familiar yet with a lot of the things that you need to pick up to get better at it. And, um, you need to hear what the bees are doing. You'll, at some point you'll get more accustomed to that and you'll just know it without even thinking about it. But at first you need to use all your, your senses, your perceptions and listen to them and you'll start to put it together over time. The sounds that they make and, you know, listen, are they, are they, angry are they happy are they busy are they swarming are they communicating is that a queen piping you know queens make that piping sound when they first emerge when they're looking for another queen to to kill um so pay attention to all that and just sort of register it and record it and uh, you'll put it together over time uh, with other things and you'll just have a lot better chance of uh, reading your colonies as you're working on uh, number three, avoid wearing dark colors. Now, this is something that's repeated all the time. Honestly, I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I kind of avoided it when I first started, and over time, I just didn't care. And I don't know if it's just because I just I wasn't seeing that actually happen or not. But some people swear by it. Um, I don't know. But if you're really scared, you just don't do it. And... Uh, don't take the chance, I guess. And, you know, besides that, um, it's, it's lighter stuff. If, if you're working highs, at least in the summer, it's usually hot anyway. So lighter colors are better. So no big deal. I, you know, I'm usually out there in a t-shirt or something, but I've worn, you know, like a, a dark brown or blue shirt or something like that. And I've never had a big problem with it. But anyway, some people swear by it. So I thought it was worth mentioning it. Number four, uh, avoid strong scents or perfumes or anything like that. Um, it, you know, that's one of those things that bees can react to. And I myself am pretty sensitive to, to strong smells, so I can only imagine bees. But if you're going to go work hive that day, maybe don't maybe lay off the shampoo or don't put any cologne on or anything like that or perfume for sure. And, uh, I, you know, some, pe some people's hair seems to set them off and I have not been able to really figure out why it is. Like sometimes my wife's hair will do this and they, they'll just like, I'll be working them. She'll come out and for some reason they'll just go after her hair. And I, it's not, I don't think that it smells like shampoo or anything necessarily. You know, it's like, 
maybe she took a shower yesterday or something like that. And, um, I don't know. Like I'm, I can't really figure it out. They seem like they just go after some people's hair for some reason. Um, but that takes us to number five, which is smoke yourself. So when you get out there, it's a good idea. Something that I usually do is smoke. Once you get your smoker lit, smoke your hands real good. Cause you don't know what you've been touching. And plus you smell, you know, like, like you smell like a human, but smoke your hands, uh, smoke your arms. And if you want to be thorough, just go ahead and smoke your legs and your back and your chest and your, your veil and everything else and uh, color up that smell and it you know it should be noted that if you're um you know if you if you just had a previous experience of getting stung a bunch uh you still may have the smell of the stingers on there and they could be setting them off so it's just a, a good practice i think personally to go ahead and smoke your hands and everything before you get started especially when you're sticking them in there and you're pulling out frames and all that and there's a there's another thing you can do i have not ever done this but i've heard people um mention it and that's you can you can use liquid smoke and so you know like you cook with like you you know liquid smoke it's the stuff you put on meat and everything but um you just put it on your hands so like if you if you're wanting to go gloveless right and you're real nervous about it maybe if you want to be real thorough put some liquid smoke on your hands and that should cover up any sort of smells if you feel like that may be something that uh, sets them off and maybe it just gives you confidence you know i like I said i've never done it but um i've heard people talk about it it sounds kind of reasonable to me actually i don't know okay number six uh, this is kind of related. Remove stingers and smoke them. So if you're out there and for whatever reason you get stung, uh, remove the stinger. And I don't know if you know this yet, but when you remove a stinger, don't, if you can avoid it, don't grab it and pull it out and like plug it with your fingers, try to scrape it off. And you can do this with a hive tool. Be careful not to, you know, cut yourself or anything, but try to scrape it off because you can actually inject more venom and to you if when you try to grab one and squeeze it like that to pull it out and um that's just the general advice is always to try to scrape them off but after you do that smoke that area like like if it's just your bare skin smoke it and try to cover up that smell because it the uh, other bees will react once one stings like that and if you're wearing leather gloves um I, I don't wear them, uh, but I, you know, so it's not that I have a whole lot of direct experience with this, but my understanding is that this, this, the pheromone can stay in that leather for quite a while. Um, maybe another reason why not to wear those things. Um, but anyway, if, if you are, go ahead and smoke that area pretty well. <clears throat> I don't, you know. I guess it could, because if it's thing you, you know, you take a shower or something, you could get it out of your skin. Maybe it just stays for a really long time in that leather. The only time I use leather gloves is if I've truly got a angry hive, like there's something I got to do, or, or if I have to do a job that is really going to upset them or something like that. Occasionally you do get an angry, um, 
a, a, a colony with a bad temperament. And I usually don't, I usually do something with those to stop that. But uh, in those cases, that's when I start pulling out the leather gloves and other things. <clears throat> so number seven, uh, use your smoker to calm your hive. Uh, your smoker, by the way, is learn to use it effectively because that's, that's like your best friend when you're keeping bees. But uh, don't overuse it unless you have to, unless you're in a situation where you really need to smoke them hard. Try to use as little as you can to get done what you need to get done just to move them, you know, to get them to move away from an area or get them to do something you want them to do or just a signal that you're there. But try to try to use it and use it effectively. Like, don't just blow smoke on them real hard. Um, like I said, unless you have to, there are situations where you kind of want to do that. But typically, you want to be gentle with it. Kind of try to smoke where it kind of blows onto them, like indirect smoke. Like, if say you want to smoke over the top of the frames. Um, you know, instead of blowing, like, especially if, you, if you've not gotten good with a smoker and you got what's called um, um, like a, a, a cold smoke where it's not very, it's not hot and you got that thing flaming you, you gotta remember you're blowing heat on them when it's like that that's not gonna make them too happy and you can damage bees for sure and you got to be careful about that because if you got that thing rearing up you know really high and you start blowing it, you can blow embers on it and you could hit a queen with it right you could damage or kill a queen so just be aware of that try to use material that's not blowing embers out and um, um, and smoke indirectly so like smoke the side of the hive and let the smoke roll over if you can you can't always do that but in general just try to use it you know sensibly uh, number eight <laughs> kind of forgot I wrote this um, you could dress like you're in a BSL-4 lab. If you don't know what a BSL-4 lab is, it's a biosafety lab. Um, you know, where you see like the positive pressure suits. Or, you know, suit up head to toe like you're in a hazmat outfit or something like that. You could do that. And I guess you'll cut down on your bee stings. But, um, I don't know. It's... It's not my way. If you have to do that to get yourself, if you need to start there and sort of work your way into like less and less covering, then I guess, you know, start there. Um, the downside of really just putting on all that gear to the hilt, and again, I, I do advise things like jackets and um, veils for sure. So I'm not like, you know, don't wear anything. But the reason I say try to minimize it, and really I'm talking about gloves mostly, is that you lose that tactile sensitivity. You can actually aggravate them and get stung more by using those big leather gloves. They're cumbersome, and um, they're, they're clumsy, and it's, I just find it almost impossible, honestly, to handle frames with those things on. Not to mention that the stinger scent situation that they can leave the scent into the leather gloves um but you know if you have to start off 
like that to get your confidence built up and to understand uh, to read the bees a little bit better then you know go for it and maybe just wear a little bit less each time I know for some people that taking the gloves off can be a big <clears throat> a big step for them you can also by the way wear rubber gloves I've seen people wear everything from you know the rubber gloves like you wash dishes in uh, to um, you know like lab gloves um, blanking out on the name of them now but anyway I, I, I do keep some of those around for situations and it's not that they can't sting through them but it's a lot less of a sting um, so you won't get the, the full impact of a stinger but those are good a lot of people use those like every time and it's definitely better than the big leather gloves so you can start off with that and you know you could you could put on the rubber gloves and then you could use liquid smoke over that and then you could smoke them on top of that i guess but but you know i'm just saying you you can do these things to sort of get over it's kind of like somebody you know if you're working if you want to work on your if you're just getting into shooting and you want to work on your um how to aim and your your body posture and how to squeeze the trigger and concentrate on all the aspects of how to shoot proper stance and everything you don't stick somebody out there with a you know a 45 or 357 right away because what happens is they they get the 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 kick can be so hard and the noise can be so loud that they will start to develop an aversion to pulling the trigger at all of <clears throat> just from those factors so you know it's generally advisable that you start off with something smaller you know maybe start with a 22 so you're not afraid of the kick you're not afraid of the noise and you can concentrate on the the set of skills that you need to concentrate on and then move up to um, a higher caliber well it's kind of like that you can do that with this just start off with all the, the full gear concentrate on what it is you feel you need to concentrate on and as you gain more confidence just take off some of that gear okay number nine pay attention to weather and time of day so this is one you'll figure out pretty quick if you're out there doing it um, you cannot always avoid this but if you can you know if you're starting off with one or two hives it's a lot easier to avoid this but avoid working bee colonies <clears throat> on cloudy or rainy days they're just uh, a little more temperamental on those days and um, it can de depend on the time of year as well but uh, if you can't you know work on them on a sunny day if you can uh, wind too they don't like wind but the best time to do things is on a nice um, sunny day if it's warm great if if it's not a honey flow or they're they're hungry or something like that they're always going to be a little more temperamental and um, being a cloudy day or a rainy day it'll just make them even more so and I would advise not working them too early if you can avoid it you know maybe like after nine or something um, and then not too late in the day and it's not that you can do these things you can and of course I have to all the time uh, a lot of people do 
it's not the end of the world. I'm just giving you the optimal times here to uh, work on your bees. And like I said, this has to do with getting your confidence level up. And so just start off on those nice sunny days when they're the happiest and, and they're the most happy when they're foraging. Like if, if there's a honey flow on, that's when you're less likely to get stung. Um, they're busy. They don't care about you. They're just coming and going and everybody's got, got a job to do and they're very happy. Uh, number 10, pay attention to your own mood and frame of mind. So um, this is kind of how beekeeping, um, I don't know how to say this, has a little bit of a zen-like quality to it uh, and, and kind of has a reputation for that. If, you know, if you go out... If you go out there in a bad mood, you just come home or something, you had a bad day and you're feeling horrible. For reasons that sometimes aren't entirely known to you, that can transfer over to what you're doing. And, you know, I've noticed that you can just uh, have a higher chance of getting stung those days. You just kind of got to check yourself a little bit when you're going out there and get your mind on what you're doing, you know. Uh, don't take your anger out there for sure. And I think this is true, by the way, of work, working with any animal. Um, I'm not trying to sound too new agey here, but you do throw off an energy. And I think people pick up on this. I think animals really pick up on it. And um, the upside of that is if you do that for a while, you'll kind of learn to control yourself a little bit better, control your, your, your mood, your thinking, what your mind, what your mind may be preoccupied with. And, you know, that's good for you. I think, I think when you go out there, it's number one, it's fun to work with your bees. And one of the, the, the good things about it that I, you know, for me is I kind of leave the world behind when I'm working bees, I like being out there by myself. <clears throat> I like, um, I like just being out there by myself with the bees and having my mind on what I'm doing. And exactly. And I'm, I'm not all that focused. A lot of the time I'm thinking about all sorts of other things, but I'm thinking about all those other things in a more focused kind of way. And, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to explain all that, but I think a lot of people like keeping bees for similar reasons. There's something out there that, uh, you know, I think a lot of us have had about enough of the world these days. Um, it's, I, I get a lot of solace out of, you know, nature. <clears throat> I like, I like the complexity and, um, I like the, at the same time, sort of simple, simple nature of all of it. And, uh, it just takes my mind off of things. <clears throat> and I, uh, I like that more than I do hanging out with a bunch of people, honestly. But anyway, the take home message there is just check yourself when you go, when you go out to work your bees and try not to take a bunch of anger or frustration out there with you because it can transfer over and you may find yourself uh, getting stung or just uh, things not working out as well. And that's good for you too. So just, you know, 
try to be in a good mood while you're doing it. And you don't look, uh, I'm, I'm the first to tell you beekeeping can get difficult sometimes because if you're anything, well, like most of us, we have other jobs, right? And then you're, you have, you're pressured for time to get things done. And you have to do things when when you can do them. And sometimes you're always kind of got that pressure and maybe you're not in the mood to do something, but you have to do it. And, you know, you always kind of, when you're keeping animals or whatever it is, you always sort of have to, uh, I, again, check yourself and try to remember why you're doing what you're doing and don't let it turn into something that you dislike or hate. If it gets to that point, then you don't want to do it anymore, right? And that can, you can start doing that with everything and then you got nothing left. So just, you know, try to remember that, try to enjoy what you're doing. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. And it's, uh, there's a lot to learn. It's never ending. You're always going to learn more. That's, I think anybody who's kept bees or really anything, uh, for a while, it's, it can, if you got an open mind, and you're, you got a willingness to learn, there's always something to learn and you can always, uh, take on new things and there's, uh, new things you can add on to do. All right. I think I'm going to cut it off there. That is number 10. That's uh, about all I could think of on that, but hope you enjoyed it. And again, if you want to give me any feedback, you can go to the website, uh, which I'll try to get something on it as soon as I can. Um, and it is artofbeekeeping.com, not the art, but artofbeekeeping.com and love to hear from you and hope everybody has a good day. All right. Take care.